Dave? Yeah, third time's a charm. Let's start the episode now. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> oh, wait, it's recording. Okay. Oh, Dave. <laughs> this is awkward. But anyway, thanks for the Jolly Rancher. We are not sponsored by Hershey's or whoever makes Jolly Ranchers, but we can be. And this tastes great. Yummy. I love cherry. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I apologize if I sound uh, even more ridiculous than usual. I'm, I've been very sick and very busy. <laughs> and uh, I don't yeah. like cough drops. So I'm breaking my diet with Jolly Ranchers, and I hope that's okay with all the folks at home. Well, also, some, I'm tired too, just like Dave, because we have lots of big things in the works, and we'll be able to tell you pretty soon, hopefully, uh, but lots of things happening. Uh, we have something really exciting, and we've announced on Instagram that we are going to be um, wrapping up season one or going on a little hiatus for several months um, in preparation for that exciting thing yeah. um, it's it's nothing it's nothing crazy uh, Josh is not getting married he's still on the market don't worry ladies okay yeah hit me up uh, don't do that Josh <laughs> <laughs> please don't do that <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna stop you can hit up Josh if you want to but I mean look, I, I'm a guy I got a podcast so of course I'm gonna say hit me up <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure that we will announce on social media. Uh, so make sure you are following our Instagram, our Facebook, uh, following us al- along on our website um, at soundslikeautism.com and soundslikeautism on uh, all social media outlets. And uh, when we do get the news that we can announce these super secret, cool, exciting... We will let you know as soon as we can. Yeah, and then I'm sure... Trust that, me, this is huge. Yeah, then I'm sure that our last episode of the season in a few weeks will be dedicated completely to talking about the journey that we have been on and will be on in the next several months. Yeah, Um, how it all led to it. How it all led to it, where we're going, where we, where we, you know, where we hope to go with all of this uh, exciting, super secret stuff. And, um, and yeah, and then we'll see you in a couple months. Yeah, I I still, this has been a remarkable journey. It has, we've met a bunch of really cool people. I mean, yeah. And uh, since we've uh, put up the the bracelets on the web store, things they've they've been selling like uh, hotcakes or um, pancakes or, or uh, some or other flapjacks. sort of yeah, I like that really word. incredible cakes. Um, and I'm on a diet, so I haven't been eating any cakes. And you're over here losing twenty pounds. Yeah, I know. Anyone who knows me knows that I sure am, Mister Humble. <laughs> I'm just kidding, folks. I'm not. But uh, yeah, I lost twenty pounds. I'm really proud of that. And uh, don't get yeah. too don't get too comfortable, man. You know? Yeah, no, no. I, I'm, I'm. Not, I know. I gotta keep my head on it the whole, whole time. But yeah, yeah, twenty pounds. Ooh, that's as much as the dumbbell I'm lifting right now. Again, <laughs> so humble. Uh, I, I know I'm a I am very humble. I, All right, so let's yeah. let's let's uh let's wrap this up in a little bow and move on. <laughs> so so what I know that um we, the name of today's episode is Autism Renaissance. Yeah, because why, why did why did you want to talk about um about Autism Renaissance? Well, because think of it like that. Right now we're living in like an Autism Renaissance, the Golden Age of Autism Advocacy. If you look all over the world, like all over the internet. Uh, you see folks are doing amazing things and they have autism and it's making headlines so really this is an excellent opportunity where if you if you are on the spectrum to truly embrace who you are and it's also time to realize that you shouldn't be ashamed of who you are 
and that things which you once thought were limitations are not limitations, they're advantages. Because think about this, would you guys be listening to me right now talk to you about this if I didn't have autism? The answer is no. The reason you all you are listening to what I have to say is because I have autism and I know what it's like. So having autism in this sense gives me an advantage. So it's not really a disability. So if you think of it like that, you all need to find your thing to turn autism into the advantage. I, I just think that there's an incredible population of, of individuals, um, both, you know, neurotypical and, and, and on the spectrum alike, uh, whether they be, you know, teachers, clinicians, moms, dads, brothers, sisters, or, or people affected um, on social media and interacting with each other from around the world that are, um, you know, all working towards the same thing. Yep. And, and uh, hence why we're bringing uh, Dr. Annette Nunez from um, behind the breakthroughs on yep. today, right? A great friend of the show. Um, because Josh was on her her show a couple of months ago. Yeah, and first he, person to have me on as a guest on their show, so a huge shout out to her and thank you. Yeah, and um, and then you know he had such a good time. Um, I did. He told me I had I had to I had to see for myself. So I went on and, and had an excellent conversation and we kind of coined this term autism renaissance and and ran with it so um uh, th- that's that's why um uh, that's that's why we're calling you know, it no let's that. turn that into ha- try to turn that into hashtag movement hashtag autism renaissance let, let's see if it picks up traction okay cool um so right. let, let's get her on the phone all right and now here is dr nunez Alright, so we have on today a very special guest of the show, um, Dr. Nunez. Dr. Nunez, how are you? Good, how are you guys? Great. Um, hi, 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 Dr. N, how are you? Good, how are you guys? <laughs> I, I miss you ever since I was on the show. You, I, I loved having, uh, I, I, I loved being on your show and having such an awesome conversation with you. Same really- here. <laughs> oh, well, thank yeah. you guys. You guys are such a pleasure having on the show. It's it's funny being on this end. I'm a little nervous because I don't know what's going to be thrown my way. <laughs> That's how Josh and I felt because we're yeah. so comfortable with each other. And then we each went on your show on our own. And it was cool being on the other end of it. It was it's uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's exciting. Well, I'm excited to be on the other end. So thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Um, so just quick question. Uh, how, how did you get the idea to... Create um, behind the breakthroughs. Well, so, yeah, what is behind the breakthroughs? Yeah, yeah that, and, that's a better first and, question. And how did how did how did it all get started? Yeah, yeah. that's a good question. Um, good behind the breakthroughs is the podcast that I host um, with a colleague of mine, Maylene Johnson, and we started it about uh, a year and two months ago. It was actually April of 2018. And it came about as um, I was at a girls' trip with some girlfriends, um, and one of the women that was on the girls' trip did, she produced podcasts. And we started talking, and she was asking what I was doing, and I told her that I work with children with autism, I have a private practice, I've written a book, and we just got to talking, and she's like, you know, you really should consider doing podcasting. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And she's like, you know, if you want to write, continue to write a book, it's a great way to 
um, you know, just have a dialogue and great way to see your content out there in the public and then you can pick and choose what you want to write about. And so a year later, we uh, got together again and we started brainstorming, the producer and I started brainstorming and came up with the name behind the breakthroughs because pretty much it's all the breakthroughs that happen in life and all the breakthroughs that happen behind autism. And we want to know what goes on behind the scenes because a lot of people show their Instagram stories, their Facebook stories, they have stories that they want to share but really yeah. I mean there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to um, get those feel-good stories or there are stories oh, that yeah. make you cry and so we really wanted to share with our audience um, behind our breakthroughs Mays and mine the clients that we worked with so the first season was really focusing on our clientele um, uh, people that do stuff within the autism community around Denver and then with this whole Instagram and social media, we really just started reaching out to people because there's so many individuals with autism that are doing amazing things. And we wanted to share with everybody their breakthroughs and really understand that autism is not just a one size fits all model, that there's different avenues, different, mm -hmm. um, you know, just, just, just different situations and different uh, experiences and we wanted to share those so we're gonna continue to do that and and that's kind of how it happened it kind of happened in that way <laughs> I, I think I think that it's the coolest show and I think I did say this on when I was on but you know it's a feel-good show um, and uh, you have a very um, a very positive and and casual demeanor while talking about some really heavy subjects and I think that that's <laughs> That's really neat. And, and I think yes. that's necessary, Ray. Also yeah, especially when day, you're uh, commuting in your car, and that's when people are listening yeah. to podcasts. So, yes. so, so why, you know, why are you gonna yeah. um, make people worry or depressed? Yeah, and <laughs> also, I mean, and also realistically, to keep people's attention, because you guys, if you're listening, think about this. Like, would you listen to a podcast where they're like, okay, so Bob is <laughs> diagnosed with autism? No, that voice is gonna put you to sleep. It's like drier than turkey. Yeah, <laughs> you want more like upbeat and stuff. So yeah, like what so we, we do and what they do, we both yeah. are an excellent example of how to successfully keep your attention while talking about heavy stuff and make it so that you actually want to listen. And so, so my follow-up question to Josh's is, is, is yeah. your, uh, is your television show with May going to be called the same thing? <laughs> my television show. Um, yeah, it will be. You know, we wanted to actually <laughs> do a television show called That's Autism because, um, you know, with I work with therapists and just the stories that we have, you can't make it up. I mean, right. some of the stories are so hilarious and funny that we really want to do some type of reality show and call it That's Autism. But that kind of was like a couple years ago and now we're on a whole different kick. But yeah, so behind the breakthroughs, and it's funny that you mentioned about podcasts, because when I did do research on podcasts, there weren't that many autism podcasts at the time that were out. And the ones that were out were so dry. Yeah. They were yeah. like, and this is... Well, you, can, you can see, you can see them. You can, they're, you know, they're, st they're still up there. Maybe they haven't uh, put up anything new in a while since since the new crew took over. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's almost yeah. as if this is a... 
dare I say it, wink, wink, Dave, autism renaissance. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally really, didn't see that one coming, right? <laughs> I, I really liked our inside joke from last time that uh, that you, you you called the uh, the episode that I was on autism renaissance. So I said that that would be the name of uh, of this episode. Josh was Josh was into it, and assuming that I will be putting. Uh, you can assume that I will be photoshopping your face onto Renaissance paintings. That would be fabulous. I'm so excited about it. I would love that more than anything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's about half the reason why I do this project with Josh is so that I could put my face and his face onto, onto funny, uh, <laughs> into <yeah>. funny pictures. <laughs> that's, I think it's great. That's the stuff in life, right? That's the stuff in life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what what inspired you to get in this field um, where you're at now? <laughs> so it's kind of a funny story. I actually wanted to work with serial killers. And oh. I was uh, doing undergrad at UCLA. And a professor discouraged me against it. He said that it's high burnout and they would eat me alive. And so I, wa- I knew I wanted to go on to grad school. And I was looking through the, back then, there wasn't internet and you couldn't find your courses online. You actually bought a book, a catalog, and the catalog had the courses listed. It was a thick catalog and it had the courses listed. And so I was looking to see who the most renowned professors were. Because my whole ploy in life is how can you milk and manipulate the system? So I knew (laughs) if... I got in good with a very renowned professor. They would write me a letter of rec and I would get to the best grad school. So that was my whole, my whole idea behind it. The and, smart plan. That right. was very, very pragmatic. Very right. thoughtful, right? And so <laughs> I uh, looked Dr. Ivar Lovas up and he was the one who developed discrete trial training, which is oh, the type wow. of therapy that I do. Uh, started taking some classes of his and one during one of his classes he brought in a child with autism and demonstrated the type of therapy they do and they showed videos and on um, his research studies and how he mainstreamed uh, you know a number of kids and he also got some some negative comments as well but I just loved it I started to fall in love with it so I actually continued the coursework with him, um, started working at his clinic, got trained, and then um, it kind of just fell from there. I always, um, I've never really planned this. Things just kind of always fall in my lap. I moved from California to Colorado to kind of sow my wild oats because I'd been in school for so long. And I started bartending when I moved here. That was the first thing I did was bartend. And kind of uh it fell again in my lap autism fell in my lap again so that was a sign just to say hey okay this is what i'm supposed to do mm-hmm. and from then on i mean when i started my company here in denver colorado there was three maybe three and now there's so many out here which is wonderful because there's so many um you know children and adults getting services but nobody really knew what autism was so the explosion that happened it's been really cool to see Um, how people are now responding to autism as opposed to when I started. They didn't know what it was, and they would always refer to Rain Man. They're like, oh, you work with people like Rain Man. And, you know, it wasn't an accurate picture because I, I mean, I just fell in love. I fell in love with the kids. I fell in love with 
um, mm-hmm. the type of therapy I did. It's very rewarding. I'm very passionate about it. You have breakthrough interventions, right? Mm-hmm. And and you also and is and there's one in South Africa. Mm-hmm. There's one in South Africa. Yes. That's so exciting. Can you talk a little bit about that? It, that's really cool. Yeah. So um, I had a client. Um, they were from South Africa. And their um, green card didn't get renewed. So they were forced to move back to South Africa. And her son was doing really well here. And she contacted me about six months later saying that there was no services for her son. And if I would be willing to supervise her. And she said that she also knew of parents who had children with autism and there was no services. And I said, sure. You know, I, I, I didn't really think anything of it. Um, and so I started supervising her with one, um, one of her clients, one of her students, and he started making great progress. So that turned into another client and another client. And then she decided to go on to get her master's and in South Africa, it's master's in autism spectrum disorder. And so I supervised her and we kind of said, let's open up a breakthrough in South Africa and that's kind of how it happened. I supervised her via Skype. She would send me videos of the clients. Um, I go out there every couple years to see the clients. Um, mm-hmm. They do this amazing fun run every year in April that has grown now. I think there was like 3,000 people that attended what? this year. Wow. It's the only one in South Africa that exists. That's um, incredible. And she's done an amazing job. Kaz Collins. Um, she's done an amazing job. She was on one of our episodes in season one and she talks about her journey and she is a go-getter. She does not take no for an answer. And her company is actually the breakthroughs interventions in South Africa is bigger than mine. Um, she has a staff, I think of 10 or 11 therapists. Wow. She sees so many kids and the kids are amazing. I mean, they're doing amazing things. They're fully, I would say, I think about 90% of her clientele are fully mainstreamed into uh-huh. um, mainstream education. Because That's we, wonderful. Yeah, because in South Africa, it's different. Um, their special education looks different than ours in the States. So, yeah. um, so it's just really been remarkable. And it's been eye-opening for me because autism doesn't discriminate. It looks the same. in any part of the world. And I've traveled to China and worked with um, orphans who have had autism and literally it does not discriminate. It looks the same wherever you go. So that's that's so interesting. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of, of like uh, supervising um, the woman via Skype, um, Uh do you, have you ever worked with any individuals affected by autism like remotely? I have. I have. I've worked with uh, people in China. I've worked with um, people throughout the United States. Um, I do a lot of parent coaching, and that's where mostly where I do like Skype sessions and things yeah. like that. Is, yeah. is is a lot of parent coaching, and parents will send me videos of their children, and then based on that, we write goals. Um, sometimes we do monthly supervision. Sometimes we do. Um, every three months, quarterly supervision. It just really mm-hmm. depends. But yeah, yeah. I've worked with people all over. Yeah. Um, Is I, it I've been different look- than when in person, like the way that you have to interact with them? Um, you know, I it is a little different in the sense of, because I have clients that I see. And so my company used to be super big and then I downsized it because it was getting out of control. And my whole point of working with children and adults with autism is that I want to be in the trenches. 
So I work with clients. Um, a lot of people at my level or a lot of professionals, I should say, at my level will just oversee and supervise but don't actually see the clients. I'm in the trenches with my therapist. I see mm. my clients. So that's where I get my passion and my innovative ideas from. And so um, it's really important to me to have that contact. So when it is via Skype, I kind of almost, that's where my like mothering instincts want to come in because I like want to be like, I can fly out there and I can get your child to do this. And it's been hard because I've had to learn how to backtrack a little and just do more parent coaching and just empowering the parents, mm -hmm. um, especially mothers, to let them know that your kid can and will do that. Um, just yeah. set the expectations high. So it's a little different in that sense that I don't get, you know, my hands dirty, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just so, it's so interesting that that you bring it up. And I know that you you know, you're a very well traveled person with a lot going on all over the place. But um, I'm not sure if you saw on social media uh, yesterday, my company, Nicholas Center in New York, launched a program called WorkJam.org. Yes, um, I saw that. And so it's the, to our knowledge, it's the first um, live remote learning program uh, for people affected by autism um, at all. Um, yes. There are some, there are some programs, but either they're not live um, or they're, they're, you know, like very one-on-one, -on -one, like, kind of, you know, kind of like what you're talking about, like some more yeah. ABA stuff and, and whatever. And they don't have such um, a cool name. Yeah, Work Jam is a cool name, you're yeah. right. Um, but uh, yeah, so so Work Jam is is it focuses on work readiness, and um, you know because we're always getting calls about uh, you know when are we gonna come to Colorado or to wherever, um, and and this is how you know it because yes. we're definitely not gonna have a brick and mortar location overnight, um, but through this really cool Google technology, the Jamboard, which is a really uh, interactive. Really cool. Oh I yeah, it has this amazing auto type feature where um, not auto correct, auto type. Where if you have the worst handwriting in the world, um, it it shows up as typed words, um, and you can imagine how empowering that is um, for people on the spectrum. I mean, it's even empowering for me with with yeah. as someone with really bad handwriting. And then this auto draw feature, which is the same thing. You can like crudely draw. I'm I'm excited to help people create social stories, you know, like right. you draw, you draw a toilet and it just turns into this like amazing, uh, like cartoon of a toilet and you draw an airplane and it turns into to an airplane and then you can crash the airplane into the toilet. You can, so you, cool. can, you can do whatever well, you want. I saw when you were writing, you wrote join us and I, it was so amazing because your handwriting, I mean, no offense. I mean, it wasn't the best, but it was like, join, beautifully printed, you know? And then you wrote us, and it was like beautiful. I was like, how does, I need to talk to him. How does that work? That's so cool. It is yeah. really there's a there's there's a similar app uh, through Google, the, the Jamboard app. Um, so the, obviously that technology, it hasn't been, uh, they haven't sold a lot of them yet, the, that giant 50-inch uh, Jamboard. Um, but it's integrated with an iPad app that um, a lot of the a lot of the features are are doable on on the iPad app. So that's the plan is for the um, teacher to be in New York um, teaching individuals um, through Google Meet, which mm -hmm. is like a Skype, mm -hmm. and then um, the individuals who have tablets will be able to write on the whiteboard in with all those cool so features cool. um collaboratively so if she has four people in the class maybe she'll have four people in the physical classroom in new york and then four people remotely 
um, yeah. it'll be a really cool special thing where we'll 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 have people that are on the spectrum collaborating with each other from from anywhere, which is that's amazing. Congratulations! Yeah. And you know, with all the technology out, I mean, you really do need to stay with it, you know. And I think social media has been a really big, big um, part of having people understand about autism and watching people's journeys, different journeys. And, um, you know, the technology too, and then being able to work remotely, I think that's just such an, so, so awesome. So congrats. Yeah. And if you look at, if you look at a lot of us, you know, a lot of the individuals that we serve on the spectrum, I mean, Josh included, maybe he wasn't using it for, um, you know, quote unquote, the right reasons, but Josh has been really plugged in and able to mm -hmm. use, uh, mobile technologies and yeah. most of about 99.9% of the people that I've worked with that are on the spectrum are able to, um, or, or even flourish and thrive using, um, things like the iPad or, or whatever. Yes. And, yes. and, um, you know, there's even studies that are showing that people respond better to video modeling than to a live model teaching you how to do something because yes. they have, because it's in 2d because you're able to, um, rewind and fast forward and whatever. There's, there's various reasons you're taking a lot of the social aspect out of it. Um, but, but if, if that's all true and that data is, is showing that then, you know, why aren't we really, really, that, that's why I'm all about innovation and trying to push the envelope as far as what we're Dude. using this technology for. Well, gee, yeah. Dave, it really does seem like, I guess you are a renaissance man. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I, I was waiting to say that one. <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but well, I mean, while I was younger, that that um work jam, like if they had that around while I was younger with like the writing thing, because my handwriting, I mean, it's bad now, still, but it used to be like ten times worse. And people who like see my handwriting now are probably like, oh my god, how's that possible? Well. It's possible. <laughs> and so, like, with Work Jam, if I had that back when I was a kid, oh, my God, things would have been so much easier. Yeah. So, yeah. It I, is, I, it's amazing to see that. I was I, I was fascinated yeah. by it. Things probably would have been easier if you had Dr. Nunez, too, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I would have probably been diagnosed way earlier. Thanks to my, my wonderful doctors. I mean. Wow. Yeah. Guess, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. What is what is your age range that you work with, by the way? So we start as young as our youngest client has been ten months. So we've started wow. as young as ten months, and we are. I've worked with um, up to twenty-one year olds, and right now our current client, our oldest client, is seventeen. So uh, that's a wide the, age range. Yeah, it is a wide age range. It's been fun. You know, every client that you see is completely different because I, I try to post, I'm trying to be a little bit more into social media. I don't really, I'm like a social media stalker. Like I watch people and comment, but I don't really post a lot. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, just post. And I think in fall, I'll do more of it where I post throughout my day because I can start with a two-year-old and end with um, the high schooler that we tutor. And, you know, he's doing pre-calculus. So mm -hmm. it's really been exciting to see because with that client, we, we started when he was two and nonverbal. So to oh. watch him grow has been really amazing. And he's in a private school and um, doing great. He's applying to colleges next year. And so 
throughout my day, I have different scenarios that happen to me, you know, from a two-year-old to a 17-year-old and how do you process and how do you work? So I almost want to show like the life of a therapist and the things that we do and the breakthroughs that happen throughout the day, you know? Dude, that, that's pretty cool. I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. It's, it's fun. It's fun to, you know, you're playing hot potato with one kid and then, you know, <laughs> writing an essay and learning about history with another, you know? So it, it's been, it's very rewarding in that sense. It keeps me on my toes, I should say. Never. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, could never, imagine. never a dull moment, right? Never a dull moment. No. <laughs> Spe- speaking of, what were you doing in New York? I'm sorry that it didn't work out that you weren't able to come. I know. Here. I wanted to meet with you guys. Um, so I have a client. Oh yeah, with your fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Actually, the weather wasn't too bad when I was there, so I was I was pleasantly surprised. Um, the first day I arrived, did a little day drinking with the client that I was supposed to, that I was meeting <laughs> and we ended up in Bryant park, um, at a, at the outside bar, just drinking. Cause it was, the weather was nice. The air quality was great. And so the next morning was a little struggle, but, um, so what I was doing in New York. So I went to see the autism for arts concert, um, and it's a concert that benefits um, Autism Speaks. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my client's brother, who's not diagnosed with autism, um, there's four different um, schools from Colorado that come out and perform in that. Oh, wow. And they have uh, Broadway stars that come in and sing. And it's my client, the brother did it last year. And the mother really wanted me to come out because she said it was very inspirational and just really, really, really um, just inspiring and touching. And I, she was right. I was very touched. I was very inspired. Um, I got to hear from Mickey Rowe. He is the Broadway actor that mm-hmm. um, does the curious incident of the dog in the night nighttime. Right. In the nighttime. And so... It was great watching him speak and perform. He actually performed, uh, you know, and it was just so inspiring because I love the arts. I went to performing arts high school. So to be around that and just the energy around that. And then there were some individuals with, with autism that performed that either sang or they did a monologue. And it was just all in all very inspiring. I left there feeling very, very inspired and touched and just excited with how, where autism is going. And, yeah. and, and it was great. It was really great to be a part of that. And then to watch my client's brother, who I didn't know is super talented, um, to watch him sing was just, cause I, we, we've known him since he's been a little guy, since mm-hmm. he was like two. And now um, he's gonna be going to the performing arts here, school here in Denver and he's just amazing. I, I mean, I was blown away by him. So it, uh, and all in all, it was just a great evening. It was fun. It was great networking. Um, and it was a great event. Yeah. I think it's really reinforcing to, to le- not get out of your comfort zone, leave, leave your, you know, at your day to day, but go to something that else, you know, from within your, your world or your, um, you know, your industry or whatever. I just think it's really reinforcing and inspiring to get some different perspectives and meet some some people. But with what you just said, the outer comfort zone, I think for people on the spectrum, it's very important to get out of your comfort zone sometimes because lots of times what we do is we we get into a little niche 
we get really comfortable and we want to stay there. Mm-hmm. And then we, and like our little obsession, we just want to stay there. But what we don't realize sometimes is that, that that's not reality. That's not the world. And in order for us to grow as people, we need to force ourselves to go out and do some things which may be uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, in order for us to grow as people and get experiences as people which are important yeah. um, mm-hmm. for our development. Just because mm-hmm. something's, um, you know, just because it's easy doesn't mean it's not, it, that it's the right thing to do, right? Usually what's what's right is, is the difficult thing to do. It's right? a difficult thing to do, yeah. And it's interesting that you're saying that, Josh, because you you're inspiring me right now. You know, May and I have been working on a project now for about two to three years. And it's a big project that we've been working on. And, um, it, you know... Is it a Broadway musical? It, it's a Broadway musical. That's what you <laughs> were doing. Renaissance. That's what it is. <laughs> Dr. Nunez, you can't get one past us. Come on. We know. Hey, who's playing the Mona Lisa? <laughs> I am, actually. No. Um, you got her face on the Mona Lisa for the cover. Yeah, I want to be on the Mona Lisa. That's what I, I was thinking. So, um, <laughs> so you know, and we, I'm in a point now because we do therapy and it's easy and it's fun and um, the podcast is easy and it's fun, but this new endeavor that we've been working on for, you know, a while, it, it hasn't just easily come to us and it's really forcing us to um, go out of our comfort zone, Josh. So I love hearing that from you as well because, you know, May and I had a long discussion of we really need to get out of our comfort zone and everything literally has always fallen in my lap and happened to me naturally and and things just come together and this particular business endeavor isn't quite happening that way. And so it's been really challenging to like get out of the comfort zone, um, go for it full throttle and you know if it fails it fails, if it succeeds it succeeds but to really take that chance you know it's it's nice to be in our comfort zones but it is you you're right josh we do need to push ourselves so thank you you inspired me i'll i'll talk with may tonight about everything (laughs) yeah uh, yeah but even when we do sometimes like fail it's also i think that's also kind of important to have a good failure every now and then and the key is though you do not get discouraged during it because when you have a good failure, you learn how to A, handle disappointment, which is also really important for people on the spectrum. You, you need to learn sometimes not everything's going to go your way and how to handle that appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, and B, you learn how, okay, this thing didn't work out. How come this didn't work out that way? How can we do it different and how can we make it successful? So right. I think having a good failure every now and then is actually important and key um, to um, growth and development. Yes, I agree, Josh. So you're telling me to fail, is what you're no, saying. No, no, no. I'm not telling you to fail. Go out and, like, do your best. I'm saying if it doesn't work out, don't get discouraged. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah no, I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's taking that risk, you know, and you're right. It's that fear of failure, um, when, especially when things come easy to you. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's our journey, and, and we'll definitely – you'll know when – we're going to launch it, I guess you should say. I guess I can say. Well, I look forward to it. Yeah, you're being mysterious too. We're being, you're being mysterious on this on, on this episode because we can't tell people a big secret. Yeah. Oh. oh. 
know. You might know. It. Mm-hmm. Might know. I might know the secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. You do. You know. It. You know. It. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna take a road trip. We're gonna come to Colorado. Yeah. Um. We're gonna get some fresh air. We're yes. gonna. Pizzability, brewability, Temple Grandin School. Yep. Hang out with you. What yeah. else can we do? We're gonna go uh, we're gonna climb a mountain. Yeah, tact. We're gonna climb. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna climb. We're not gonna climb a mountain. Let's be real. We're gonna we're gonna, go, we're gonna find a bedrock. diner. We're gonna find a diner that's right near a mountain. We're gonna go <laughs> to that. I can take you to diners close to mountains. Let me just tell you. I got a mountain of cheese fries at a diner. Yes. We Uh, would be, so May and I would be into that. We love food. So anything. (laughs) Well, we can have a mountain of donuts, a mountain of cheese fries, a mountain of anything we love. My weight coming back to me now. All right, cool. Well, thanks so much. I guess we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. We got a lot to okay. do. Thanks it's so much. It's been an absolute okay. pleasure having you on. You've been well, a really thank you for podcast. having me on. I enjoyed oh. it. Yeah, please, right. please keep in touch. Yes. Yeah. All I right. Will. Bye. 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 Bye.